Welcome back to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. As always, we appreciate you listening. Please rate us on all the podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, comment, share wherever else you're listening, and enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode. We appreciate you coming back, as always. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please review the podcast, even if you give us one star. We appreciate five stars, but we'll take one star just to get us in the algorithm. Uh, the more times we get rated, the more times we get put in front of, in front of someone's feed, which is great. want to thank uh, Brian Schilling with Long & Foster Real, Real Estate, uh, AnnapolisHomeExperts.com in Annapolis. Again, if you need to buy or sell a home in this market, inventory still low. You need someone who knows what they're doing, and Brian is your guy. Uh, like I said before, uh, I use Brian as my personal real estate agent years ago, put me in the house I'm in today, and I really do appreciate him for the expertise that he provided. I want to thank Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. Uh, we are trying a new bourbon tonight. New bourbon to us. This is this is on the lower end, if you will. Uh, possibly the lowest end you can go for mm-hmm. for whiskey. I won't even call it a bourbon. It's a I mean, whiskey. it's the bourbon. It says on the bottle, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Okay. It says right there. Whiskey, though. Bourbon whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. Bourbon. I think if it's just bourbon, I don't think they put whiskey on the bottle. Mm. I don't know. The Wild yeah. Turkey 101 says bourbon whiskey. Yeah, but that's, isn't it whiskey? What's this uh, one This say? one does too, okay. The 1792 straight bourbon whiskey. Well, we're, we're not talking highest end right now. <laughs> yeah, we're talking, this is the bottom shelf. Ragged Ranch bourbon whiskey. Yeah, the Bibb and Tucker bourbon whiskey. Okay. So yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. We've we've only been doing this for over a year yeah. with the whiskeys, and I still have no clue the difference between bourbon, whiskey, whiskey, bourbon. No, no clue. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is uh, steeped in history and tradition. Ancient age Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey has been branded America's best bourbon. By whom? <laughs> Don't know. Mister Ancient and Mister Age. Yes. Uh, the distilling company, rich history established at the old Leestown settlement. Um, clear limestone water and accessible trade routes made the idea perfect for making whiskey. From the first barrel, Ancient Age was known for its fine, smooth, mellow whiskey, beginning a tradition of excellence that continues to this day. I will say it is smooth. That sounds fantastic. It doesn't taste like a whole lot of anything. It doesn't. But... Like you said, it's not offensive, right? No. Like, I don't know how to put this. Like, I, I, is it as good as Four Roses in the low end? I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to say no. You're correct. At least Four Roses, has, it's got a little bit more flavor, right? This, though, is, like you said, completely unoffensive to the palate. Right. You're not going to have a problem drinking this. No, and the, yeah, it has a nice plastic screw top. That's always nice. Yeah. Corks are overrated. Yeah. Uh, it's very clearly in an old in a Jim Beam bottle. <laughs> so so can you find, does it say anywhere on there, the distiller? Let's see. I, I'm guessing it's Jim Beam. That's just what it looks like to me. Let's I mean, it looks see. like they literally just relabeled the, the same bottle. Um, it's just, let's see. Distilled Asian bottle by Ancient Age Distilling Company, Frankfort, Kentucky. Okay. That's Frankfurt, Kentucky, Jim Beam. I'm pretty sure. I we don't have a Jamie, but I'm going to pretend like I'm him. Um, 
let's see, I'm going to type in ancient age distillery. Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Trace. Wow. Wow. No. I thought this was Buffalo Trace. No. So this is like benchmark number negative two. Right? <laughs> right. The I'm, bottle's glass, though. It's on the Buffalo Trace website. So it, 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 they distill it. So is Buffalo Trace the GM of bourbon? I guess. I mean, I, I guess they just produce a lot of different bourbons. I mean, we knew they produced so more than Buffalo the, Trace. Is this the geo of well, well, the that, line? I, mean, I, I didn't think you could get much lower on the Buffalo Trace scale than benchmark number eight. I liked the benchmark number eight that I drank. I didn't think it was bad, right? Maybe Buffalo Trace is just really good at at budget bourbon. Because think about Buffalo Trace is only 25 bucks MSRP if you can get it for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eagle Rare, I think, is, like, what, 35 And that's a fairly good one. Maybe they just do really good smooth bourbons that kind of have not much taste to them. Yeah. Because that's the one thing I got. I mean, when we were talking about benchmark number eight, no one was like, ooh, this tastes wonderful. No, it gets you drunk. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it tastes like bourbon on the tongue. <laughs> this will get you drunk. That will get you hammered. I bought this actually to mix with eggnog over Christmas. Yeah. I could it that. was very effective in that mission. That mission set. Yeah. Does it have a my proof military on there guys. Have a proof? Um, 40%. So it's low. It's low. It's, it's like 80. Yeah. 80 proof. Yeah, forty percent. Yeah, eighty proof. Okay, but that's what I mean. That's what benchmark is, though. Yeah, I wonder why they have them both. Like it seems like they're almost the same. Why does GM have Chevy and GMC trucks? I mean, I get. Well, I mean, GMC is supposed to be like the work truck, right? It's a little yeah, higher price. GMCs are a little high. Like Chevy's, like if you go to like any municipality, they don't have any GMCs. They got a ton of Chevys. Right. Cause that's the work truck. That, that's the, uh, GMCs like the upmarket. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why you have two yeah. of them though. So why would you have benchmark and ancient age? That seems to be in the same price range. Yeah. Like I can see like having a Buffalo, having the Buffalo trace at 25 benchmark number eight, at like 16. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one was what? 12 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So maybe like out the door, 12 bucks. Maybe that's like the geo. Of the GM right. family. Yeah. You know, or the Saturn. It was it was the ultra low end. It would have to be a plastic bottle. It would well <laughs> benchmark number eight is also plastic. Yeah. You don't get you don't get into the the the, the glass until you get to the Buffalo Trace product. Right. To get to the Chevy. Do you I mean do you know people are paying like seventy dollars for Buffalo Trace right now? That's dumb. That's that's the dumbest we thing. We should ever get Buffalo Trace bottles and pour each age into <laughs> it should. and sell it for fifty bucks. Well, I'm just because I'm thinking of what you can get for $75, $80. And, you know, a little foreshadowing, we might have uh, some some testing of that going on in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Um, so stay tuned. But, but like, Whistle Pig's like $75, $80. I've, I've never tried it, though. I had that at a bar. Was that any good? I was pretty hammered when I had it. So, so it was excellent. Yeah, I was with a buddy of, my, a buddy of ours. Okay. It doesn't come out that much. Okay. That, that name's like tw- more than half of it. Likes them. to play lacrosse. The only, that, that, that narrows it down to one, but he, he goes out quite often, doesn't he? Well, it was, we went to... Just I not think, with us. <laughs> no, we, we all went to Old Stein. Did you go on that trip? I did not. 
No, but you I didn't. know who was there. Yeah, and he was there. And then afterwards, we went out. That was the night that somebody else threw up in the Uber. I do remember that. I heard. I heard. I heard that Aero one. Postel <laughs> sweater. <laughs> People know him on this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and he bought Whistle Pig, and I think I drank it as a shot. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Speaking of shots, so did he. Yeah. Well. <laughs> speaking of shots, we we have a, fr- a mutual friend who came out when we were out, joined us afterwards, mm-hmm. and. Was already a lot deep into the evening. Yes, and then we just started buying shots for everybody. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, I'm, I like I am like Josh does this when we go to watch the Ravens games. I'm like, no, no, I can't, I can't with his Ravens blood concoction. No, I can't do it. I don't, Which is no. Goldschlager and purple food coloring. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, I can't. And and he eventually relents and says, okay, and he drinks mine and his. And yeah, because he if he doesn't drink them all, then you know the, the Ravens the, lose. The Ravens gods will be against him. But our friend bought, like, he must have bought, like, 10 shots. Oh, he was. And, like, I think I, I said no. Like, 20, eventually, he, he was just like, you got to do it. Like, he got, he's like one of the, he got to be, he's like a happy drunk. Yeah. Kind of, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. But it, at that point, he was like a happy, I'm buying everyone a shot. Just kind of, and like, I was like, fine, fine. I'll just do it. I'll do, I haven't done a shot in so long. It was awful. <laughs> and I, I don't know what he got. I think it was Jameson. Jameson. I think okay, so it was Jameson. All right, well, my palate's getting a little better. I recognize it. Um, but th- so we do one. And he's like, "We're doing another one." I'm like, what? The, what are we in? Oh, there? I did like four more with him <laughs> after you guys left. <laughs> I don't. I, I, I don't think I could do that. Like two shots. I feel like so. I mean, obviously, we've got a drink in front of us. I'd say I've got a half a shot in here. Right. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine it's much more than. I, mean, I, I probably think, started with more. You think it was a full shot? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I generally pour more generously, especially when it's this high class. Type. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I, I got out of there quick after that. It was. It was toward the end of our night. I was like, "Hey, I gotta go," because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm gonna be whatever at the end of the night. I was gonna end up like our other show, you know, the next day, <laughs> yeah. which. Um. But it was, we've got, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but I feel like if we go out with our group of friends, something happens in that realm of like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. You know, um, now we haven't had anyone go like full bore drunkenness like that night. That was what, six years ago. That was a while. That was a long oh, old time. Old in? Yeah. That, that was, that was, uh, that's pre COVID. So at least four years ago. Three, oh, yeah. four years ago. Before, a couple years before COVID. Um, and we'll talk more about COVID in a minute. But um, I also wanted, I got a, I got a Christmas gift this year. Um, now, we celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. But we don't exchange Hanukkah gifts amongst the adults. It's for the kids. So for Christmas, though, the wife got me some whiskey stones. She's promoting the drinking, which is nice. Um she partakes in, in some of the whiskey. She kind of went down the... When we when we did it, she kind of came mm-hmm. with me. She enjoys it. Um, but she's also a wine person, too. Not much of a beer person. She'll drink, like... Uh, what does she do? What's the... She'll do the yinglings. That's that's her oh. That's her jam. But she like she won't drink anything really other than that. You see, mine won't. If we go out and there's nothing else, she'll get, like, a blue moon and then not drink it. Hmm. I do like a blue moon. Though. Which I don't... 
really blame her because I, <laughs> I wouldn't drink it either. I like it. I think it's all right. Yeah, I'm just it's just heavy and fruity and bleh. Yeah, I could see that. So anyway, in the gift, I got whiskey stones. For people that don't know, it's basically something. You, it's these stones that you put in the freezer. It gets cold. You put it in your in your cup. Pour the bourbon in. It's supposed to make the bourbon cold, but it doesn't melt because it's a stone. Right. So we're 12 minutes into this. So I've had the whiskey stones in there for 15 because, you know, we we do three minutes of prep. It's a big it's big time prep for the show. <laughs> we got to get ready. <laughs> so I put the whiskey stones in. Let it sit for a few minutes. And I was going to take a sip. And as I'm pouring it, you're like, oh, you're going neat. I was like, is this still considered neat? It's yeah. a stone. It's cooling it off. Is this still neat? And you're like, yes, it is. There's stones, no water going into this. Stones don't melt. And so I'm like, okay. Now I'm in my own head. But I take a sip. Although I did I, I did drop a little, a one small, half of a quarter of a cube. Dropped mm-hmm. it in just to, you know, appease my own mind. I don't think the stones did shit. It wasn't very cold. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I just put my finger in there and it... Kind of the same temperature same temp. well, okay. it would have normally been. Um, and we're using like Yeti style cups. So they're very good insulators. So it's not like the, it's not like the cold dissipated. Right. Um, so I, I'm going to give, a, a, I'm, I'm going to give a, a thumb in the, like a middle thumb, like the Caesar, like when Caesar would go thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm not gonna, sure. I'm leaving it right in the middle for now. Um, the gift looked cool though. Yeah, they are. I mean, it looks like I know what I'm doing. Like when I brought them out, the presentation was especially phenomenal. the little wood tray thing. Wood tra- it had the wood tray, yeah. like black stone. Pulled them out of the freezer. Like I prepared for this, even though I only put them in there like two hours ago. That's probably part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, I did have them in the fridge for like three days. Yeah, keep them in the freezer. I probably do. I, I probably I did not do the best job at the prep. Uh, professional show here, though. You know, we, we pride ourselves on the preparation and factual information that we provide to people. By the way, any information we provide here is of our own opinion and doesn't reflect on anybody or anything. Okay. Got that disclaimer out of the way for the people. I probably sound like an asshole right now. I'm kind of coming off as like a pretentious <laughs> asshole. And speaking of pretentious assholes, so in the news, I wanted to bring this up just because our old friend Aaron Rodgers is getting some heat again. Yeah, what did he do? Because I don't pay attention to anything. So, Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee's show like he does every week, mm-hmm. and they're having the conversation. And I don't know who started it. Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers have had a, a thing going on since the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, immunization versus vaccination thing that happened when Aaron Rodgers said he was immunized but never got the COVID vax. Shot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use the word vaccine quotes because we all know what it is now. It's prophylactic. Anywho, so they've had a running beef since then. Well, the Jeffrey Epstein 117 person list comes out, which is a completely different topic. And he was like, Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, you know, I bet when the next names get released, Jimmy's going to be on it. Basically calling him. A pedophile, right? Right. And so, I guess Jimmy then comes out. And I, again, I don't remember if it was Jimmy or Aaron that did this first. But Jimmy comes out and basically says, people people who believe Aaron Rodgers, who went to community college and two years of 
of college and didn't graduate from college and just plays football for a living is a factual source on something. So now, Jimmy took an opportunity where he could have just not said anything or kind of just been like, oh, Aaron Rodgers talking, I guess people listened. Mm -hmm. He decided to make fun of him going to community college, make fun of him for not finishing college, and then something about him playing football or something like that. But the first two are the ones I want to get in on because this is where I feel like the, the leftist liberal elites decide that they don't want anybody to like them whatsoever. Right. <laughs> like, let me piss on this guy yeah. who went to community college of all places. Yeah. You know, even, even though the left screams for affordable higher education, mm-hmm. this kid goes to community college and Jimmy's pissing on him. Yeah. Then he goes to a state university in Cal. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cal is a state. Is, is Cal? No, uh, Cal is. I think Cal's private. But he got there on a scholarship. Is it California him. University or? It, it's not a. It's, it's, not, UC, it's not UC. Okay. Is it UC Cal? No. No. Anyway, but then he's basically pissing on this guy for not for his accolades. Like, it's like you pretentious asshole. Of all of the things that you could have pissed on Aaron Rodgers for. Mm-hmm. You decided to go after him for going to community college. Like, you pretentious dick. Yeah. Now nobody nobody is going to like what you said except for your f- pretentious asshole friends. Right. And nobody gives two shits about them. You know, it's like when all of these Hollywood elite actors go out there and say you should get vaccinated and everyone's like, "Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up?" Mhm. You know, it, Half of them, half of them didn't go to college. Like, it's, it's like I wonder if Jimmy Kimmel went to college. Well, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel was smart enough to do blackface, so there's that, right? Yeah. And the the, the thing that I find so amusing about Jimmy Kimmel is here he is, like one of the standard bearers of the left, and how they cancel everyone and everyone's sex. He was the where I f- first saw Jimmy Kimmel was with Adam Carolla on a show on Comedy Central. Was it Comedy Central or was it the, or was it the, uh, it was called The Man Show. Was it on Spike? It was either Comedy Central, I think it was Spike. It was The Man Show. Mm-hmm. And the end of The Man Show, the feature, what edited it, was Girls on Trampolines. Right. Where it was scantily clad young women jumping on trampolines with just everything going everywhere. <laughs> so it was kind of like the TV version of Maxim. Yeah. The, Interviews. It was that very juvenile sense of humor, and I'm like, here you are. This standard. How quickly they forget when you are lined up ideologically with them. Well, never mind the fact. It's like he he just all of the stuff that he's done in the past. It's like you think all of a sudden now he he he's just bought into it all. Now he's not misogynistic. Now he's not racist. Yeah. For doing, and when I say misogynistic, he literally did a, a show, you know, glorifying women's assets. Yeah. He did a comedy bit in blackface, mm-hmm. pretending to be Charles Barkley. Yeah. And and now all of it, and that's two big X's for the left. Mm-hmm. But now, all, and there's not, it's not like there's no video proof of this. Like the, the, the photos are all over the internet. The videos are all over the internet. Yeah. But he's your guy. Mm hmm. It's like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna be the self righteous asshole, the pretentious dick, 
you know, you got to put someone up there that doesn't have a track record like that. Yep. But never mind the fact. So he's going to try and go toe-to-toe and wit-for-wit with Aaron Rodgers. Now, look. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers plays football. He's not a genius, right? But the guy has a certain way with words. Well, I mean, he, here's the thing. Like, maybe he is a smart dude. I I, I, don't, I haven't be. seen enough. I mean, I've heard him on McAfee. I've heard him on Rogan. He's not a dope. No. He's open. And the funny thing is, is he's like, so all of a sudden, so like he got into like the ayahuasca stuff and all that. Ten years ago, if you come out and said, oh, yeah, I did this ayahuasca thing, everybody would call you a freaking hippie. And this now all of a sudden that's like oh, far right. And I just looked up Jimmy Kimball. He went. So he's shitting on Aaron Rodgers. This guy went to ASU. He went to Arizona <laughs> State. High, high class education. Yeah. So and look, I went to a freaking small private college in South Central Pennsylvania that was like private education. Like it was like private education on a budget like right. your champagne taste out of beer budget yeah. i went to the same kind of school yeah and you know what in the end it doesn't freaking matter nope doesn't um matter. no so all this crap the only people that care about it are other lefties mm-hmm. who inflate this who make it seem like it's worth something so because they're the ones that benefit financially yeah. from it now jimmy kimmel is a propagandist in my opinion um he well, he didn't do it. It was the other one who's not funny. Colbert. Colbert had the vaccine. There was a bunch of dancers dancing around dressed up like syringes. Right. I'm like, what sort of freaking North Korean communist nonsense is this bullshit? Like, it's something you'd expect to come out of like the the Kim Jong Un show. Here we are. <laughs> you know, um, the, or the Pol Pot experience. <laughs> like, got to praise the dear leader. Whew. I mean, it was bad. Like when I, and I showed it to my wife, who was, she's definitely more left than I am. Um, at least she sounds that way. Um, she's like, that's weird. <laughs> like it, because it is. Like it is weird. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, there, there's a lot of stuff coming from the left now that it's even got my wife like saying, I don't know if I can vote that anymore. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that in a minute. Because there's it just a, it was cringy and well, there's something specific why she's gonna like why all of a sudden she's kind of changed her not like I don't think she'll actually vote for a Republican, but she's having some real second thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to kind of finish up the Aaron Rodgers Jimmy Kimmel thing, the the weirdest thing for me is now that it happened. And it also kind of happened on the same day that Pat McAfee went after, like, one of the heads of ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he praised all of them, but named one specifically who he said was out to sabotage his show. So, this all happened within, like, a week. And the weird thing to me was how how many people from the left went after Aaron Rodgers again. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that don't know, when he when he had that thing, when he went on, I think he went on Rogan or something like that, or I don't know if he went on Rogan, but Rogan was talking about the press conference where he said he was immunized, not vaccinated, uh, and whatever he did because he couldn't take the Johnson Johnson vaccine or whatever it was because of 
because of an ingredient. Oh, no, no. He couldn't take the Pfizer and Moderna one because it had an ingredient in it he was allergic to. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson one had just gotten pulled, so he couldn't take any of them, so he decided to go to like a healer-type person, and they put him on you know, vitamin D and all this other stuff. And this is back when Joe, Joe Rogan was talking about ivermectin and Tim Pool was talking. All these guys were talking about ivermectin and how it helped mm-hmm. him get better and all this other stuff, um, which ended up being quite truthful that it was helpful along with some other regimens like vitamin right, D. very inconvenient to Pfizer. Oh, very, 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 very much so. Because for listeners that don't know, all the vaccines were done under an EUA, an emergency youth authorization, which is only allowed to, you're only allowed to have one if there's no other course of treatment. Ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies, hydroxychloroquine, all of these things, if they were to say they work, would then jeopardize the EUA status of the different vaccines. So they had to keep shitting on them. Correct. And so even as of today, they at least in the Twitterverse and the mainstream media, um, like Politico, the Vox, all the left, the Huffington Post, they, they're all literally loading up on Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel, I'm sure Colbert has. Oh, Jimmy and, Fallon, except he's too big of a dope. Right. And the thing, None of them are funny. Gutfeld's killing all of them. Uh, ratings, well, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, who, who's the other one? Seth something? Seth Myers. Yes. Who's also an ass clown. Yes. Uh all of them have been trying to go in on Aaron Rodgers. And not that Aaron Rodgers is anyone to speak of, but the problem is is that it looks so coordinated that this group of people is just going after an individual Mm -hmm. that said something they don't like again. Again. Mm -hmm. And they were so pissed off that people heard him platformed him, listened to him the first time. They're like, oh, he's not getting away with it this time. And the only thing that they're doing is they're legitimizing what he's saying. Whether it's right, wrong, and different, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The fact that you, the cabal of people, the ones that they talked about in the Time Magazine article that helped save democracy, <laughs> which by, if you haven't read that, that shit's, it, that shit's unreal that they put that in writing. They're just give, they're just making up awards and giving them to each other. It's it's the un, most unreal thing I've ever seen. But they coalesce around each other and aim all of the arrows at one person. Mm-hmm. The problem is now, and this is just like we talked about with like the FDA and the and all the the government agencies that had the trust of people. Now that all information has come out about some of these things and the lies and the EUA and it wasn't needed. And, um, and the, the, the trust from regular individuals other than the ones that are in it, hook, line and sinker, just look at these people like they're nuts. Yeah. And anyone who was still clinging on to any hope that there was hope for that side. Cause that's the side their I, their ideologies stay on that side. They're there. They still believe in equality. You know, it, uh, at, uh, lesser cost education, universal health care. They still believe in all of this. They, I believe they, in all that yeah, shit. <laughs> they believe they believe in a good immigration policy, not an open uh, not an open door policy, but they, not a wall. They they, yeah. they agree with uh, better K through twelve education. They they believe in all of this stuff. They believe in government that can do good. Mm-hmm. The problem is your government fucked you. Yeah, and people saw it, 
and now people are getting the facts of it even three, four years later. But but now they're seeing this whole coalescing of a group of people against some dumb jock. Yeah. And you even you even get the race hustlers in on it. Like, oh, well, when Aaron Rodgers says it, white people believe it. When LeBron says something, he's villainized. Or when or when Colin Kaepernick did it. It's like, how are you going to equate the two things? One, the guy said it in an interview. The other guy did it in before every game on live TV when people weren't there to watch that. Only after he was no longer the starting quarterback. Bingo. After he sucked. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't doing it when he was in the... All those AFC championship games and Correct. the Super Bowl and, and wasn't doing it then. And this guy's not doing it before and or after games. Right. He's not doing it for sports interviews. This this time on Pat McAfee show is the season he had to no chill out. Game. No, but the time when he goes on <laughs> when he goes on Pat McAfee show is just for them to chill out and talk. Yeah. And the reason why that segment is so popular is because he he says real shit. Yeah. He doesn't say the It's not scripted, it's no. not corporate line, it's Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, that's another reason why Pat Ma- McAfee's show is so popular because of that, Out, even outside of sports. Mm-hmm. Because Pat and his crew, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, they're more about positivity stuff, which, you know, positivity shouldn't sell, yeah. according to all the media people. Positivity doesn't sell. That's why, we don't, that's why we don't put it out there. His show sells because ordinary people like the positivity, but they also say some real shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to be positive, but you're not going to just gloss over some shit and lie to people about it, people can, like, look, don't get me wrong. I, I understand most people are dumb as rocks. They'll believe anything put in front of them. But, yeah, you know, there has to be some certain level of truth to what you're saying. You can't just throw out complete nonsense, but apparently you can because some people eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. But a majority of people don't. Yeah. And those shows where people eat that up, people ain't watching it. That's why no one watches ESPN anymore. Nobody watches... MS, MSNBC, CNN. I mean, CNN literally had to fire everyone, and they're trying to rebuild an image because of what they did. Yeah, with. CNN. I think their their best show is getting forty, like some of their shows, forty four thousand viewers on a primetime news show, and it's like that. I mean, hell, some of these freaking like Joe Rogan can make an Instagram video get forty four thousand viewers in three minutes. And that's the the TV model is such an old dinosaur anyway. Yeah, and they're just they're clinging to it because that's all they have. Um, but they ha- then CNN had literally the most unlikable people: Brian Stelter and um, Chris Don Cuomo. Lamont and Chris, Chris Cuomo. Cuomo and all these clowns on there, pretty much saying how much how how much better they were than you are, and they're paying the price for it. Um, Fox fired Tucker Carlson. Now he's got his own thing, and he's killing it. Dude, he's getting like what thirty mil? Yeah, thirty million views. Now I don't know if they're in unique views, but even if it's a third of that, ten million views—that's more, more than he got on Fox. It's more than than the entire Fox primetime lineup. And he's putting that shit on Twitter. Yeah, he ain't even putting that. He he's not even putting it on a main platform like a YouTube. Yeah, he's putting that on freaking Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now. I guarantee they're getting it's getting clipped and put out other places. I think it's on Rumble too. Yeah, but you can take a Rumble video and embed it anywhere. Yeah. Well, now Tucker has his own website going, right? His yeah. own thing. So, um, but he's getting more views that way. Yeah. Which think about that. When a Rogan and a and a 
a Tucker Carlson get 10 million listens or views per show, and you got a primetime daily show that can't even get a million mm-hmm. over on CNN or yeah. MSNBC? Like, I'm not, I, they're lucky to get 300,000, right? Gutfeld over on Fox News, I gets like, I think he gets like 1.1 million. Yeah. You're talking about Tucker and Joe Rogan get 10 times that. Mm-hmm. 10 times that. Yeah. Because, and I don't, it's not just because you know, they're that great of entertainers. At some point, you've got to gain the trust of people that listen to you. People, people are just tired of being lied to. Right. And and, that, and that's what it, what it all comes from, is people are just tired of being lied to. And I think eventually, you, you can't hear after every commercial, every commercial break brought to you by Pfizer, and think that Pfizer doesn't have their hands in things. Right. And if you do, you're a moron. To, to sit back, and I so, I know some intelligent people who still believe the, the tripe that they put out, that these networks are putting out, like, oh, well, I mean, that's the that's the legacy media. Like, they, they wouldn't lie. They are lying to you. They're paid to lie to you. They're paid to pull a certain line. And that's what they do. So, but if, so if, it makes perfect sense that they're all going to gang up on Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, one way or the other, I mean... He's not going to care. No. Because when he's retired, no one's going to remember him. No. And he's going to love that. He's going to fall back into obscurity with his millions upon millions of dollars. He's going to go do some drugs in a jungle. And he's going to be happy yeah, to pick probably shit. Probably some smoking hot girl next to him. Like, or one, cu- one a couple. A couple yeah. of them. He's not, he not going to care. Yeah. And it's not just those lines, though. It's like, I've got a very, very intelligent cousin. You know, a lot younger than me. Early 20s. Like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Lives out in San Francisco. Okay. Puts on Instagram a lot of anti-Israel sentiment stuff. And the stuff that she puts out, you can tell she doesn't know the history of the land. Yeah. And for anyone that wants to know the history of it, it just you can Google it and find... I mean, you're talking about history that goes back before Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right, we're talking about BC times. Old Testament. Old Testament. Literally, Old Testament. Yeah. And people are like, well, it's just the Bible. It's not real. Well, it does tell certain stories. It just how depends about- on how how you want to embellish the stories. But some of the stories in there are quite factual about things that actually happened. Interpret Isaac, or Abraham, Isaac, Moses. It's all like, like okay, so th- they say, oh, the Bible's not real. It's all fictitious. Okay, but it was a it was a it was an oral story that was told over and over and over again. It was at some point written down, right? So it came from someplace. But even if you don't believe in like the burning bush, and someone told Moses to put the Ten Commandments on the tablet, but they could be metaphors. But, but it could yeah. be. But there are dates and locations of where people were. Mm-hmm. That's in there. Yeah. So even if you don't believe the burning bush, the stuff about. The, uh, a character talking to another individual, whether you care about that or not. Yeah. There are dates, locations, and times about where people were at the time. Mm-hmm. That alone should give you, well, not that alone, but that along with other things should give you a timeline of what has occurred in that region. Okay. She doesn't care. Uh, Palestine was stolen. Palestine, even though it never existed. Right. It was stolen from them. From the people. Uh, not that the British had anything to do with it, though, right? 
not that a lot of the land was sold by wealthy Arab landowners, right? That had nothing to do with it. You know, people are mad that people got evicted out of their homes. Well, blame the landlord. Don't blame the people that bought it after. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that those people might have been there thousands of years before that. Because they want to talk about ancestral lands. They want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then they forget. But they only want to go back a certain distance. Right. Only until it's to the ancestral lands for the people that they support. Correct. Yeah. You don't want to go back further than that, though. Right. <laughs> where there's actual DNA evidence to yeah. show that other people were there first. Yeah. Don't want to go into that. So she posts these things. She's educated, graduated from Harvard. She's not a dummy, mm-hmm. books-wise. But, and it's well known, my wife is Jewish. Therefore, my kids are being raised Jewish to a certain extent as much as I can't fuck them up. Because we also celebrate Christmas and Easter, so factor that in. So, yeah, I'm not saying I'm a genius, but, you know, it, so obviously it could cause a rift within the family. I talked to my aunt the other day. She, I, when I first brought up, she, I didn't even get to finish the sentence. Mm-hmm. She goes, when all I said was, hey, you know, you know, my wife's on social media and she saw some of the stuff my cousin was posting. I didn't have to say another word. She goes, oh, I know. I am not happy with her. <laughs> she goes, we've had a couple of conversations. And she and all she said was, well, mom, you, know, you taught me to to speak out for what I believe in. Okay, but the, and and that one statement right there tells me that she didn't bother to educate herself. She she bothered to get herself at highly educated at Harvard, and we could talk about what's going on at Harvard another time. But it's not easy to get good grades and graduate from Harvard. It's still a difficult school. It's still an Ivy League school. For some reason, she's decided not to educate herself on this specific topic, but yet wants to be the loudest she's ever been. She's not a loud person about this topic. And the way my aunt described it is there is someone, and this is in San Francisco, there, and she's a Massachusetts girl, born and raised, right? Mm-hmm. But she moves out to San Francisco for a job. Apparently, there is someone in her friend's circle that has now put this information and ideology in her ear, and she's decided to listen to it mm-hmm. and dive full on into it and that's what she's posting about and my my aunt's even brought up you know you know what what about you know your cousin and and uh even your brother's roommates and our our close friends like don't you th- how do you think that's going to affect them and that and that's when she kind of gets the line well you told me to speak up for what i believe in <laughs> i was like I am all for speaking up in what you believe in i've got a freaking microphone in front of my face yeah this goes out to people Mm-hmm. It's like three people, but people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I all I would say is I, I would hope that people that want to speak out loudly about a certain topic, at least educate themselves on the topic, because at the end of the day, what she posts online, if people see, enough people see it, or the wrong person sees it, my kids' lives could be harmed in some way. And I'm not going to say like someone's going to do something because she posted something in San Francisco. That's not. But when my kids went to preschool, there were some uh, 
anti-Semitic things going on. And I don't use the word anti-Semitic lightly. I'm not saying anything against a Jewish person is anti-Semitic. There are certain anti-Semitic things, though. Like, you know, shooting up a, a, a temple or, yeah. or or spraying some swastikas on a temple. Pretty yeah. That's pretty anti-Semitic, right? right? Disagreeing with a Jewish person is not anti-Semitic. Not at all. I disagree with my wife all the time. Right. I'm not anti-Semitic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You never uh, win those disagreements, I'm sure, but... <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. I, know, I haven't won one of them. But it doesn't make me anti-Semitic, right? right? Okay. But they actually had to have police officers set up at the preschool mm-hmm. from opening to closing just to be sure nothing happens. And we're talking about the little kids, right? Yeah. And I know the rebuttal. Well, what about the little kids in Gaza? Okay. I get it. No one is saying that killing little kids is a good thing. But at some point, you have to hold the adults that are being that are shielding them, themselves behind the little children in public places accountable like you're going to blame the people who got attacked for retaliating but you don't blame the people who attacked and are now shielding themselves behind the little children right you have to hold someone again when like, all throughout history that's pretty much considered bad correct like a cowardly thing to do like come out and fight like a man that sort of but except in this case when it's okay now it's okay to hide behind stuff. Well, you know, there should be, and like, for example, in San Francisco the other day, there's a video of all of these people, and there's a mixture of Jewish people and Muslim people, and they're literally dancing in the San Francisco General Assembly mm-hmm. because they passed, a, I guess it was eight to three, for a call for a ceasefire. What are you dancing for? Yeah. You didn't accomplish shit. There is no ceasefire because of what you just did. Right. They don't give a fuck no. about your the San Francisco City Council's vote for You know what? The the Arnold Council is going to vote for a ceasefire. What what you and I just voted two nothing to keep guns firing. So yeah. how about we just negated what you just did. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> we had a vote, Mike, you and me. Yeah. Uh, I abstained. <laughs> <laughs> I voted I. So that's one, 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 one zero to one. Yeah, because you're in the draw count. I guess yeah. the draw count. We're we're, we're going to keep firing some guns. Yeah. Okay. Look, do I do I agree with wars? No, I'm actually fairly anti-war. Mm-hmm. But I'm also realistic in the world that I live in. And I, and I think there's also a thing where you can disagree with the actions of the Israeli government. You're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. But still understand, like, eh, I, I get it, you know? Like, no, I don't know enough about the conflict to make a call, right? Um, however, I'm pretty sure that if the Israeli Air Force alone wanted to wipe everyone in Gaza off the face of the earth, they'd probably do it in pretty short order. Mm-hmm. So there is restraint being had. There is some being shown, right? Because if not, I'm pretty sure they could wipe the entire strip of land of buildings and inhabitants off the face of the earth. It'd be gone in, the in day. an afternoon. It, yeah, it would be gone quickly. Yeah. Now, are they showing all the restraint they should or they could? Probably not. Yeah. But you also got to remember that the attack that happened was pretty egregious. Yeah. And if that attack had never happened, this one currently happening wouldn't have happened either. Right. You know, th- her thing like. 
when she posts, she's talking about like an apartheid state. I'm like, first of all, there are a large number of Arab Israelis, Arab Israeli citizens, mm-hmm. as in they live in Israel, mm-hmm. they work in Israel, nothing happens to them. And I think a lot of people misunderstand. You don't have to be Jewish to be in to be a citizen of Israel. Correct. And they're and they're not even second class citizens. They are elected to public office. Yeah. They head up public official uh, offices mm-hmm. that are not elected. They're appointed. Um, Gaza in and of itself is not uh, unless there's a tax or unless there's a threat. They're not stop. They're not stopped from crossing the border. There is a checkpoint. Yeah. You want to know where they can't go? Egypt. Yeah. Which is on the southern border. Mm-hmm. They aren't allowed in there. Yeah. And what's the other? The West Bank can't go into Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. They can, they can roam. They can roam free within Israel if if they're Arab Israeli citizens. Yeah. Right. So, and and the funny part, there's no restrictions on their working. If they're Arab Israeli, like if you're an Arab Israeli citizen, Israeli citizen, you are treated no differently than a Jewish Israeli citizen. Mm-hmm. The people in Gaza and in the West Bank, they might have some restrictions on them, but that's only because of past conflicts and bad faith negotiations. Mm-hmm. And the fact that their doctrine says that the Jewish state should be wiped off the face of the planet. Maybe if you didn't have that, you, you might get treated a little bit better. Yeah. But you're it's not apartheid. And I think some, some uh, African Africans in South Africa because I'm not calling them Afri- they're African-Africans, yeah. would have uh, some words to say to you if you try to equate their situation to what, what's happening in Israel. Because mm-hmm. um, that was some... Like, apartheid was horrible. Like, black people were citizens within a country but couldn't work in certain areas. They couldn't live in certain areas. Like, there were actual restrictions on them yeah. Yeah. to hold them down. That's apartheid. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, you know, but they say it and people believe it. Like people believe that that whole situation is an apartheid state. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's not factual. But you say it and people like my cousin believe it. And I'm the dumb one because I didn't go to Harvard. <laughs> you know, I didn't go to an elitist university. Mm hmm. I'm just a dumb guy who works a nine-to-five. That's it. Does your cousin have any sort of meaningful employment? Yes. Okay. Yes. She, she has a great job. Yeah. Because so, a lot of these people have, like, they're, like, oh, no. she, she's not one actresses. Of them. No, 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 no. She's not one of them. Yeah. She's a legit, productive member of society. She's a really nice person. Mm-hmm. Like, I, as a person, I like her. I had nothing to dislike her. Like, don't get me wrong. We, we've always had differing political views. I have different political views from my aunt. Yeah. I go see her every year mm-hmm. because I love hanging out with her. And, and every once in a while, she'll bring up politics and we'll talk and we just, we, we agree to disagree. Yeah. Like normal people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's not, I'm, I'm not one of those people that thinks someone with other political views than me is a bad person. Like, I, I, I'm not doing that. I mean, at the end of the day, she's my family first. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got enough, my other aunts even further on that left spectrum. I don't care. That's, I mean, that's not why I don't talk to her. 
Mm-hmm. I don't talk to her because she's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and she was an asshole to my mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a... Her own sisters don't talk to her. Yeah. You know, that's a different topic. But... The funny part is, is I think, like, the aunt that we don't talk to, I think she does. She she always kind of looked at, like, me and even my father to a certain extent, who had even more right-leaning views than me. They always looked down at us with that kind of liberal, northeast liberal elitism, that they were somehow smarter than us. Mm-hmm. But they would have had no qualms at all about sending your father off to fight in some freaking ridiculous war. Not at all. That they supported. So... And that used to be the anti-war party, which is completely freaking weird. I don't understand. I don't understand what happened. We're in bizarre world, dude. Like, well, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a name, and I don't know if I've ever told you the name before. And I've only just found out about it because it happened with the whole Harvard situation with mm-hmm. the president Claudine Gabe stepping down. She didn't. By the way, she just stepped down as president. She still has a nine hundred thousand dollar faculty position right. per year. Apparently, and have you ever heard the last name Pritzker? Does it ring any bells at all? Yes. Okay. B.J. Pritzker is probably who you know. B.J. Pritzker was the governor of Illinois. Yes. Or he may still be. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. So the Pritzker family is apparently a very, very wealthy elite family in the Shocker. United States. But that's not the one we're talking about. The one we're going to talk about is Penny Pritzker. Mm-hmm. Penny Pritzker is on the board of Harvard, who apparently was pushing... Uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. and not in the way that Mark Cuban has been talking about it. So there's the DEI, in the regular sense, DEI basically means that the person uh, with the mo- with the best merit, with the best qualifications, would get the job regardless of color. Right? That's what affirmative action was trying trying to do, trying to break down the barrier of people that said, "Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interview you because you're black." Right? Yeah. Okay. We're, we try to knock down that barrier. And diversity, equity, inclusion was like is like the next level up from affirmative action. Whether you agree with affirmative action, done by I don't care. There was a point in time when it was probably needed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it might still be needed now. I don't know. I'm not a wealthy rich guy hiring people. Right. Don't know. But essentially, that's what DEI was supposed to be. Make sure that if you have the right qualifications, regardless of your background, creed, color, whatever, you would at least be able to get an interview based on that merit. Okay, DEI today basically means we just need to fill the spot with a minority or a transgender person or a gay person or a, it, it, we have to fill it with with a checkbox. Yeah. Basically, that's what we need to do, regardless of qualifications. Regardless, yes, yeah. She, Penny Pritzker, is a big proponent of that. Because of that, I think that's how Claudine Gay got the job of Harvard president because it turned out that over half of her publications were plagiarized. (laughs) (laughs) Now she was also one of the uh, uh, Ivy league presidents that was in front of Congress and decided not to denounce uh, anti-Semitic thoughts on campus. (laughs) They didn't want to, they didn't denounce them as hate speech that could go against their code of conduct at school. Right. That's not what got her fired. Like the lady at UPenn. Mm-hmm. What got her fired was that eventually, because some people dug into her past, found out that 50 of her works were plagiarized. That's eventually what probably brought her down. But this lady, Penny Pritzker, and BJ Pritzker, I believe they have a brother who is now a sister, 
is a transgender female. Mm-hmm. So Penny Pritzker has made it her mission to push DEI because of this. Which is probably why the shift in free speech at Harvard has shifted away from certain speech. And so when we, we've talked about in the past about the money behind some of these initiatives. Like why on earth is there this huge transgender initiative? Why are we allowing men in female sports? Why are we allowing uh, you know, men to use women's bathrooms, right? Or trans, and why are we allowing transgender women to participate in female sports? Transgender women in female bathrooms. There is large money pushing this agenda. Now you got to remember, transgender people account for probably, I believe it's 0.005%, not yeah. 5%, 0.0005% of the population. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a heck of a big boost as far as other things. Now, you and I, we always used to use the name Soros for things. Mm-hmm. But apparently, it's not just George Soros. There's other people with this large amounts of money who are pushing an agenda that they want. And nobody would have been the wiser unless this Harvard situation would have come out because Penny Pritzker's name never would have came out. Mm-hmm. The Pritzker family would have just gone on in relative obscurity yeah. other than B.J. Pritzker, who happened to be the governor of Illinois. Nobody would have done any deep dive into the family and the money and where mm-hmm. it goes. Nobody. But these families are outing themselves one by one by one. Now, someone like me, this kind of show, no one's going to pay attention to it. No right. one, They don't care about us. But if people keep putting their name out, mm-hmm. these people don't like to work in the sunlight. Yeah. They want to work in the dark because that's when they can get most of their work done. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, but it all ties into the Aaron Rodgers situation. You know, ABC, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Disney owns ABC. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel works for, you know, Disney. Pat McAfee bashed one of ESPN's top executives. ESPN is owned by Disney. Look at the Disney board. There's actually a potential hostile takeover and on the Disney board because of all the DEI they've pushed mm-hmm. and now all the money that they're losing. Well, the problem is at Disney, you you are accountable to shareholders. Yeah. And when shareholders don't make money, especially rich ones, they get a little pissed off. Mm-hmm. You can only lose a certain amount of money before you start earning anything. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, even this little Aaron Rodgers situation, some of it probably ties in to the Harvard situation because a lot of these people with money have their fingers in everything. They have their money in the wars. They have their money in the Middle East. They have their money in Harvard. They have their money at UPenn. They've got their money in Disney. They have their money in Raytheon, mm-hmm. Northrop Grumman. Any major business you can think of. Oh, yeah. Pfizer. Moderna. Moderna. Nova Nordisk, all, all, yeah, all of it. Their money is in all of this, and yeah. they have a say because they're on the board mm-hmm. of all of these companies. And they're pushing messages out to everyone. Yeah. Including my cousin. Who, who by the numbers and by the books, is a very, very, very intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. But we've said this all the time. We said this in our show about the 2024 craziness coming. I have a human brain in my head. I'm not a robot. I am 100% human, and my brain can be manipulated just like everybody else's. Oh, yeah. Especially with someone who whose job it is 
to sway my opinion. Mm -hmm. But at least I'm aware of that. Yeah. These people think that they just have the truth. Yeah. And so this is kind of piggybacking off of our last couple of episodes where we're only three. We're we're two weeks into 2024. (laughs) True story. This shit's nuts. Yeah. Like the shit that's being pushed out. Mm Mm-hmm. And we haven't even touched on half of it. It's been... We're, we're, this is j- January 10th. This shit got real, real quick. Yeah. In 2024. Like, we're fucked. Yeah, when you look and see how the parties kind of flipped and how one became the party of... You know, you know, back a couple of years ago, it was the Republicans were the party of corporations, of the rich, you know, of censorship, of this. And now it's just completely flipped. And I'm trying to think, like, what made it flip? I mean, you said these people have their money and everything. So the flip happened in 2020. So at that point, all these rich families had their money and everything. Well, the thing that was going to make the most money was all the profits from these vaccines they're about to force everyone to take. And the people that went against it were generally right-leaning individuals. So all of a sudden, all of those things that were cool for the left or cool for the right were now united with stuff that was cool for the left. So it just made this big flop. And here we are now. The right is now anti-war, anti-censorship, anti-military-industrial complex, anti pharmacological medical complex however you want to say that sure but they're anti all that now and it's just a a really strange to think that so my mother passed away before all this stuff happened if she came back to life right now (laughs) she'd be like so i'm a republican now but yep (laughs) pretty much (laughs) and this goes back to what i mentioned before about my wife so with all this anti-jewish israeli sentiment Coming from the, the left, mm-hmm. she is severely conflicted now mm-hmm. because, yeah, it, she her 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 one major voting point was pro choice, mm-hmm. and now she's like, well, now that I see what the left has harbored, can I still vote for that? Yeah, is that so? Is well, this they, now her new single issue that she's going to vote on? Well, they even changed pro choice. Because pro-choice also meant pro-choice as to what chemicals you wanted injected into your body. So all of a sudden it became pro-abortion. Who the fuck is pro-abortion? Well, that's the other thing. Pro-choice also means you can choose not to have an abortion. Right. No, 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 not anymore. Yeah. Pro-choice is pro-abortion right now. Yeah. Like, I I can't get behind that. Yeah. Like, politically, I'm pro-choice. I believe in a person's right to choose. Yeah. Is what I want to do in my own personal life? No, probably not. Yeah. Would I encourage anyone else to do it? No. No. Well, maybe a couple of people. Well, but <laughs> maybe that's di- that's different than not wanting to give them the opportunity. Maybe I wish I had encouraged their parents to do it. <laughs> but in any case, you, you can't just go and like. But pro-abortion now is good to them, like, huh? <laughs> it's just like, it's, you got women out there bragging about. Oh, I had five abortions. Yeah. No, you keep that to yourself. Yeah. That's not a badge of honor. Right. Like, I'm not saying you should have shame, but you don't 
I'm not trying to cut your hair off and march you down from and say shame, shame, shame. No, she's trying. I mean, this person was like trying to put it out there like she was a level five warlock in a game. Yeah, like she was like, I leveled up. I got five abortions. Like, whoa, no, no, that's not yeah. how this works. Like, I'm not saying you should be ashamed of it, but you know, it, it's not a badge of honor here. Yeah, and I, I don't know, man. I I, I kind of get like I'm not trying to be alarmist, but because I'm not I'm not one of those people like oh civil war's coming you know get your guns ready, but civil discourse has kind of gone out the window, especially in like some of these more liberal cities. I mean, it, we didn't even go into immigration and mm. what, what's going on. These, I mean, they just they literally put kids on remote learning so that they could house migrants in New York City in the Bronx. Like they have they literally had to house them in, in a school. So the kids that go to that school are now remote learning. Like, this is fucking bizarro world. Yeah. Why do we keep voting for these fucking people, though? But we don't. No, we don't. But why? What, if your child got kicked out of their school so that someone who came in here illegally, or as a migrant, where the fuck they're saying it now, mm-hmm. can then use your child's former school as a place to live... Why do you still vote for that? Well, you wonder why? Because they blame Texas. Well, Texas sent them here. It's their fault. Well, well, you're well, a sanctuary fucking city, so. Well, well, well right. And then <laughs> your two senators and your 12 or 15 House of Representative and representatives governor. couldn't figure out how to legislate immigration. And basically, so you want Texas and Arizona to to bear the brunt of policies that your people and yours because your state has a say in what happens down there yeah and they didn't do what they needed to do and so texas is saying look if you're not going to vote for good immigration policy reform you're going to share in the burden that is this flood of migrants yeah and it makes sense to someone like me but to someone like them they're just going to blame texas yeah no you this is your problem this isn't our problem well, it's funny to watch that, that's, eric, what, that's why we're the united states of america yeah. well, it's we funny to watch to eric this. adams get up there and you know <laughs> Blaming Texas and border state governors for doing this to him. Um, I was really funny the first time they did it. They sent him out of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> All of a sudden, they were yeah, no yeah. longer pro-immigration. Right. Yeah. But, so, it just shows uh, 2024. Just be careful. Be careful of the information you take in. Just try and do research multiple outlets don't just go to your go-to go to multiple outlets go online um maybe read an outlet you normally wouldn't i mean i don't watch or listen to fox news but maybe i'll go there and, and try and get something that politico won't put in there or i'll go online i'll listen to russell brand or jimmy Dore, who are for, who are leftists that talk a little bit differently or you know tim pool's a little bit on the right side i'll just go look for something else just to see see if it matches up well, i think i think jimmy Dore is far right now well, him and uh, him and Russell Brand got labeled alt right. Yeah, <laughs> a socialist got labeled alt right. Yeah, in Russell Brand. Yeah, someone literally said that today. On like, there was a comment on Twitter. Russell Brand's the alt right. Since fucking when? Right. It's anyone that disagrees with the mainstream corporate talking, and that's what I don't get about all these liberals. It's like I was like, guys, you're just saying to you're just towing the corporate line. You guys are ridiculous. I thought y'all were the people that were anti the corporate line. Nope. It's frustrating. 
And we know other people, especially people that listen to this show, they're frustrated too with it. We're all pretty much politically homeless at this point. You know, otherwise you wouldn't be here. That's why people listen to this. You know, it's kind of why we started the show three years ago. We didn't hear anyone talking like sane individuals anymore. So if you're here, we're happy you're here. I mean, unfortunately, we got to live through this. Not the, again, the first world problems. We're still in the first world, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. I'm, for now. I'm sitting in a comfortable basement, yeah. for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we thank you for listening. Hopefully, 2024, you listen to us because you're listening for something sane in an insane world. You know, that's that's what we're trying to provide. Plus, a little bit of humor. You know, we try to make you laugh a little bit, point out the insanity. 2024 is going to be an interesting year. We appreciate you listening. Uh, AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Brian Schilling, go get yourself a home, sell your home. If you got to move from a crazy place or you want to buy a house in a wonderful place, um, Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. We we tried that the ancient oak, the bottom of the barrel from Buffalo Trace. I'm not mad at it for twelve, thirteen bucks, man. Especially if you want it as a mixer. Oh, as a mixer, I go. If I'm, you're mixing something, go yeah. with this stuff. Don't waste your good stuff. Little little. Little, I've been doing ginger ale and, and, and whiskey. Perfect for that. Perfect. 100%. Save yourself some cash. Um, thanks for listening. Rate us on the podcast platforms and we'll see you soon.